Welcome to Midweek Live, a podcast by North Point Community Church that's designed to help you get to know the people around you so we can do better and be better together. Welcome everyone, Midweek Live, so glad that you are here. Uh, We have Will and Nicole Arvance here, and I'm so excited because we are going to unpack some, I think, I mean, we're just sitting here talking right now, I think some really amazing stuff, Um, and I'm so excited to have them both on. You may have heard me mention on Sunday a little bit more about Will and uh, the fact that he's an atheist or was an atheist. Um, and we get a chance to hear from Nicole, which we know in a married couple how much this is a role and has played a part of your story quite a bit. And mm-hmm. so I'm so excited that you said yes to come mm-hmm. and do this. Um, so let me first ask you, how long have you guys been coming to North Point? Because I didn't know that exact time. Uh, since 2015. Okay. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Right. So it was like the, it was like the fall of 2015. Mm-hmm. So okay. five years now. Woo. Okay. It goes fast, huh? Yeah. It yeah. Does. So let me start all the way back just really quick. You know, you're saying you're, you're recovering atheist or you're, yeah, a recovered atheist. Yeah. Um, but how did you grow up? So um, I grew up in a small town um, outside of um, Fresno here. And I grew up in a household where, um, you know, my grandfather was the patriarch, but he was the guy that was always working. And mm-hmm. so, you know, my grandmother went to church every Sunday mm-hmm. diligently, yeah. right? And he would show up on Easter and on Christmas, and that yeah. was his thing. And uh, so, you know, I grew up seeing my grandmother go to church alone yeah. every week, but she went consistently. Yeah, she was diligent. Huh? Yeah, and so uh, then when I kind of take a look at my family, because I grew up on, on a ranch, and we all kind of lived together, right? So we would go to church together. Uh, my My father was like, we go to church because that's the right thing to do. We go to church. Mm. We're, you know, we're a family. That's just what you do. Yeah. But I never saw him reading his Bible. I never saw him praying. Um, he had a lot of personal vices mm. where it was really just checking the box. It was, yeah. I go to church, we sing the songs, and he made sure I was paying attention uh-huh. and singing along, uh-huh. even though I look back now, I'm like, but why did you even care? Because you didn't care. You weren't listening. <laughs> you didn't care, right? right. You were off doing yeah. your own thing and living and your own life. And even as a kid, you were taking in that perspective, it sounds like, too. I mean, you yeah. recognize the fact that you you clearly understood we we're going because you think this is like the right well, thing to do. Well, I, I, I couldn't even in. do that math at the time. Mm-hmm. It, okay. Because I didn't understand what, what, what it was to be a, a Christian, really. Okay. It was, we go to church because that's what you do. You check the box. Dad goes and does his thing. I didn't have any expectations of what a man of God would be like or a husband of God or or, or a man that was actually on fire for God. None of that ever hit my radar because I just didn't think about it because I didn't know any better, right? Right. I just knew what I saw. Right. Nicole, did you grow up going to church? I did, yeah. Um, At the age of like four or five, we moved to Visalia from okay. um, the LA area. Oh. And um, in an effort to sort of get connected with the community, my parents went to a church that our neighbor and friend went to um, just to sort of check it out. Okay. And from that point forward, like my family was Christians. Okay. We just were. Yeah. And um, it was sort of... Uh, a quick change, but mm-hmm. that's how I grew up. Okay, and it's just like there was no, there was no 
other option. Right. I had friends who were Mormon or Jehovah's Witness, right. but for us, there was no other option, and I didn't seek anything else. Right. I didn't need anything else. Right. Did you do like youth group stuff? And Absolutely. Yeah. Every winter camp, yeah. we had beach Summer camp, camp. Yeah. we uh-huh. had all the fun things, uh-huh. yeah. Um, and then in um, college and young adulthood, um, I got married very young, Okay. Uh, the age of 18. I graduated high school in June, and I was married by October. Oh, wow. High the same year. Hearts, yeah, the okay. same year. Okay. Um, and not so, to me. And not just, to him. Just for the record. <laughs> and not for the right reasons. Yeah. Um, well, not to me. But, you know. So this we, is the first time I'm, I'm hearing this. Oh, do you tell. <laughs> What was the weather like? What? (laughs) No, um, but we just, we didn't go to church and we didn't make God the center of our lives, our relationship. So the guy you married wasn't involved in church himself? He he was. He grew up the same way I did. We just, at that point, we moved out from our parents' houses and we were like, whew, now we can relax. Okay. You know, we don't have to do all those things anymore. Yeah. Mm. Now we can have our Sundays back, Mm. you know, Mm. and uh, only ever went to church when we felt like it was important for our son Mm. or when my mom, um, spoke up and said we needed to go then we would go for a few weeks or yeah. it was christmas or it was the, easter the guilt and, and yeah. just to you know make her pipe it's down a little that's why we go <laughs> mother's day right. easter yeah. right for sure okay so at what point did uh will did you find yourself really kind of going like so, so christianity sound like it wasn't necessarily that you were christian you just went to church right so really, atheism was probably the first actual thing you committed yourself to. Well, I, actually, no. Uh, no okay. So here's kind of what happened. My my parents got a divorce when I was uh, around 10 or 11. Okay. And I went to go live with my mom. And my mom was, was, was very different from my dad, right? Okay. My dad had actually introduced her to Christ. She grew up Catholic, but again, it wasn't like they were very involved in the Catholic religion. But she grew up Catholic, and so there was this disassociation between her and a living God, and 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 yeah. you know one that was like could change your life. Mm-hmm. And so when my dad introduced her to Christ, and I say that kind of um, loosely because it was like, you know, it, I, I imagine it, and how they explain it is more in the context of like when they were dating, hey, mm-hmm. what are you? Oh, I'm a Christian. Oh, I'm okay. a Catholic. Well, why does your mom go to church, right? And then he started to bring up and provide some background on the Christian religion, hmm. and she just took it and went with it. And, really? and she's been a firm Christian ever since. Wow. Whereas my dad was like, that's for other people. Like, this is just a more of a inherited historical, like, I'm a Christian. Okay. And he never lived it. Right. Okay. And so when I went to go live with my mom, like she was very much like, we're, we're going to be in church. We're going to get through this divorce. Yeah. Right. And so I started to go to a local church there and I was hooked. I found the, the junior high group and I was hooked. I was doing see you at the pole back when that was a oh, thing yeah. back in oh, the nineties. Oh, right? yeah. 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 Is it still a thing? It's still, it's yeah. Still a thing. And, uh, and then I got really involved in, in trying to like lead different student ministry opportunities. Wow. And so I, I actually got to the point to where, um, I was actually teaching at men's breakfast as a 14 wow. year old, um, you know, uh, giving messages. We had this thing called student action leadership team. It was a salt retreat up in mm. mission Springs. I remember salt. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was one of the, I think the first kids that, that ever, um, had their own, um, session. Like a breakout. Uh, yeah. Like wow. a breakout. And so I was that 
at that level. And then around 16 or 17 is when I started to have these, these questions. Mm-hmm. Like things didn't add up as I was mm-hmm. starting to kind of look around the world and learn mm-hmm. about kind of people's story and read about history and these mm-hmm. different things. And I started to ask some some tough questions, but I yeah. think they're questions that like everybody asks. Yes. But the responses I got were were very much like standoffish. Like, well, well, just just pray about that. Hmm. Or, you, you know, just go to this section of the Bible, hmm. right? Like they weren't taking my questions seriously. Hmm. So then I started to do my own research and I started hmm. to dig in deeper and I found out that there were theologians and there were also people like Bertrand Russell that, you know, were uh, uh, outspoken atheists that wrote a lot of interesting things hmm. on, you know, why I don't want to be a Christian. I started hmm. to read that stuff. Yeah. I'm going... These people are asking the same questions I am, mm. and they're actually providing responses that make a lot of sense mm. to me. Mm. And so this, this is probably something that I need to like reconsider. Mm. So then by the time I went to mm. college, I was a philosophy you know, minor. Yeah. Um, I started you know, going deep into like history and learning about all that. And then I, I started to become more of an militaristic atheist at that point because hmm. I felt like I'd been lied to. I oh, felt really? like this culture, this so-called Christian culture, it was just hypocrisy. These people don't hmm. even know what they're doing. Hmm. The first time I read the Bible cover, cover to cover, I'm like, if you people knew what was in this thing, you hmm. would be appalled, hmm. right? You would be appalled. There's, there's all kinds of stuff in there that's like appalling and you guys support this, there's right? There's some difficult stuff in there. You're there's some hardcore right. yeah. stuff in there and, and I'm going, okay, this is, this hmm. is crazy. So hmm. then, it, then I just went on the attack. I was on yeah. the offensive. I went to Fresno Pacific University, which is a Christian university, yeah. but... Um, I was um, a journalist there, and I was like the outspoken activist atheist on campus. I'd write papers and stuff uh, challenging faith assumptions, and would you know, and I made it known. and wow. And so I was not like this passive, um, fashionable atheist. I was okay. very active. determined, and I yeah. knew my Bible, and I knew what yes. what what I could say and how yeah. I could say it. And all of these Christians. Yeah who don't read the Bible, their yeah. faith isn't real. I'm going to prove it to yeah. you, right? And, that, and that's how it went. You know, I think you said something really, I feel like really important in the midst of all that. And, and it was kind of the seed that started this doubt. Mm. And I just want to go back to it really quick, only because I feel like um, so many people in this age, mm-hmm. 16, 17, yeah. probably, I'm going to say, I'll throw my name in that hat. Yeah. This was me. I grew up in the Christian church. Mm-hmm. And you start to have questions and you start to doubt or wonder. And if you reach people, you express that doubt to people and they may not have the answer that's true, but their encouragement for you to dig in deep into the word, Mm -hmm. to have a mentor come alongside you, to have some people who are actually working out those questions with Mm -hmm. you. I don't know that, do you feel like you would have gone the same direction? Absolutely. I, I liken it to anything else, right? Like we were so free about talking to our kids about drugs and hopefully sex and these other complicated issues. But when it comes to faith, I, th- I think that when, when we aren't honest with ourselves yeah. about the things we yeah. don't understand, yeah. right? That yeah. our hesitation is, well, I don't want to be open about my own hesitation, right? Because right. now we're, 
we're validating that. Right. Right. Well, and it might even feel like you're showing a weakness in your faith. Absolutely. You know, which I think it actually is a humbleness. Ultimately, yeah. I'm still learning alongside you. It's okay to say we don't understand that. Let's. It's dig a in. mystery. Yes. It's okay to say, yeah, some things you take by yeah. faith. Right. Yeah. Because that's what the Bible tells me. Right. Solomon, the wisest man in the Bible, right? Right. right. It's like, yeah, there's things I don't understand. And yeah, because he asked just for wisdom. So he <laughs> exactly. has it. Exactly, right. <laughs> but we can too. You right, know? yes. Um, so what, okay, so you guys meet. Mm-hmm. Do you guys meet, about what age do you guys meet? Um, we worked together. Okay. And um, so I was 25. And you were I don't know. <laughs> how, long, how long have we been married? Just do the math backwards. We've I been just married turned for 40. Six years, yeah. Okay, so 40 yeah. minus 6, right? Whatever okay. that is, that's how we're old. We're seven we're years apart. Okay. Yeah, right. Seven right. years apart, okay. yeah. yeah. So you guys meet, you In know clearly that he is an atheist. This is not. I did, yeah. So the quiet Christian girl. Right, yeah. How, how has your faith to... been this during this time? Yeah, so um, after my divorce, um, and then getting married to William, I refound my faith. Mm. So I, very early on in our marriage, um, I decided that I wanted to take the kids to church and I didn't even invite Will to church. Okay. I, cause you kind of felt like you already knew. What the yeah. I knew was. where okay. he stood and I had zero expectation for right. him. Right. But I also knew that something was missing hmm. in me and something was missing from my past marriage. Hmm. And sorry if I get emotional. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> and so I just asked him, hmm. I want to take the kids to church. Yeah. Is that okay with you? Yeah. And he said, yes, let's all go. Yeah. And I was stunned when yeah. he said that. Gosh, yes. Um, I said, just so we're clear, I'm not inviting you. <laughs> You don't want to take the blame if he was unhappy. Is that, that I kind was of where making that comes him, from? Yes, I was him not going to make him do something. Yes. And he said, no, I know. Uh, but I think if we're going to do this, we should do it as a family. Mm. So the kids are not asking, well, why isn't dad coming? Yeah. Why do I, I, I have to go? I couldn't stand that. I think that had to do with grandpa not I was gonna going to say, where does that come from? Where did yeah. that come it, from it, for It you? totally comes, like, my grandfather was like the patriarch of the family. Right. And grandpa's not going. And it was always like my grandmother was making excuses because mm. people would ask of right. why Bill wasn't you saw there. That happen. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, that's not going to be me. I, I don't you want my wife. You didn't want to put that on me. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want right. her making excuses for me. And I'm like, that's just not, that's not how I'm going to be, right? Because okay. I am pretty traditional yeah. outside yeah, of really what, what my faith was. He used to tell me, I have friends that are this, this, or this religion, and I really admire mm-hmm. their dedication and mm-hmm. their traditionalism because mm-hmm. those people don't get divorced. Mm-hmm. We've been through divorces, and mm-hmm. we know how bad it is, yeah. you know? So mm-hmm. he's like, that is not my desire to live this kind of worldly life, right. you know, um, he, well, he wanted togetherness. He wanted well, family, yeah. you know, um, and, and if the so, family was going and if the family was going, then I was, was going to go. And by that time yeah. I wasn't so militant. I think that was more of like my twenties, right? My twenties. Okay. Well, yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I was just, I was rambunctious and rebellious. And, and once I locked yeah. onto something, right. And by that time I was just more apathetic. I'm like, mm. listen, I, I'm, I'm solid in my faith. 
that mm. there is no God because being an atheist is a statement of faith, right? Mm. Um, similar to being a theist and believing in God or, mm-hmm. or gods or whatever, right? Um, but I was just indifferent. Okay. I'm like, I'm solid. I'm on solid ground. It's almost like when I reach that point where I'm like, I'm good. I've hmm. done my research. I've done my due diligence. Yeah. I feel good. I feel good, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm feel a, confident I'm about my decision. I'm a good person, yeah. Yeah. right? I'm a good person, yeah. and that's oh, yes. and that's fine, yes. right? I'm a good person. Um, I'm doing well. I don't steal. I don't yeah. kill, yeah. right? Well, and that's exactly what I'm we not, were talking about. I'm not a drug addict. Yeah. Last week, I that was one of the questions I gave Shane. That was exactly I'm a good person. It. My, so my, my first need, response was what Shane said, right? By by whose standard, right? I loved that. By whose standards? And that's the truth. And so when I was in that space, uh, that's why I felt okay going to church because I'm like, I know they're not going to, I'm comfortable. Like it's not threatening to my theology because. uh, Bring it on. Yeah, bring it on. (laughs) He said, just so you know, I'm not against church. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. I think going to church and having the kids socialize with other kids and have other adults to look up to is a good thing. Right. I just don't believe in God and I don't believe what they teach. Right. Um, so that was, but you were okay with the kids going because they were going to be taught something you didn't necessarily Mm -hmm. agree with. Correct. Right. But you were still okay with it. Well, I was a little of, they're young. Right. And so my thought process was they're going to learn these things like I did. And then when they come to me with questions, I'm going to give them the other, maybe the, the other, other side. We sort of had that and agreement they'll figure it out. that okay. he wouldn't yeah. push his beliefs on them. Mm-hmm. But if they had questions, he was going to tell him the truth about what he thought. So and how? so I had so to be okay to, with that. So how long? So you come to North Point or you go to a different church, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. So no, after that conversation, he, he said, find a church you want to go to because I was from Visalia. I worked in Fresno for about eight years and always commuted, but then Mm -hmm. moved here when we got married. And so I didn't know very many people, my coworkers, and that was about it. Um, And I didn't know anything about the area. We lived in Southeast Fresno at the time, um, which is where, you know, we worked. And so I started researching churches. Mm -hmm. I found North Point I felt like it um, resembled what I grew up with, okay. you know, um, as far as beliefs. And I liked the children's program. Yes. So I said, okay, this is where I want to try out first. And he said, okay, let's go. Mm-hmm. So we came, and after the first sermon, which was Pastor Ronnie, mm-hmm. actually. Um, I can't believe you remember I, this. I have no clue. <laughs> I don't even remember going that first day. <laughs> we left. I'll tease that Ronnie doesn't teach that much, so it was a little yeah. bit easier well, to remember. Well, that's why it I'm sticks out to I'm me. Ronnie. <laughs> that's why it sticks out. <laughs> so I was right. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Okay. Um, no, after we left that Sunday, I said, well, what did you think of yeah. it? And he said, it's not like any church I've ever been to. Mm. And for me, I said, really? Because mm. it feels like the church I came from. Mm. So that just kind of goes to show you what our what our Perceptions? different yeah. churches were like yeah. in the same religion, Yes, right? That's he grew point. up in a very small town in a yes. very tiny church. Yeah. Mm. And I was in a similar small town, but in a very yeah. large church. Yeah. And this felt like, I felt like I was home yeah. when I came And there. I think it's good to point out, like every church for any, there's, man, if you're not happy in a church, even our own, find one that you do feel find like one you, where can you feel comfortable. feel connected with and have community. That is way more the important part. Right. You know, growing in your faith and growing in community mm-hmm. and feeling belong, like a belonging, 
that's that's vital. Yeah. So, well, I've I've I have a different opinion. <laughs> I, I love that you I'm, do. I'm coming Bring it right, on. <laughs> and maybe this is a little off topic. So bear with us here as we go a little bit off topic, but. It's kind of like your marriage, right? Just because your mm. marriage isn't working out or giving you yes, what you need, you don't sure. bail. It's for like, sure. you know, when you look at the body of Christ, yes. uh, you know, the grass is greener where you water it. Yes. So if you're unhappy with where the church is going, get involved. Yes. Don't yes. sit on the sidelines yes. and be criticizing a church where you could be leading something, getting gr- in. I think that's a great point. Right? It's I like, well, say, let's pull the ripcord yeah. and go over here. It's yeah. like, well, why did you yeah. do that? Well, they don't have a good small Church group, a uh, yeah. good small group program. Well, then what do you do about it, yeah. right? You know what they say, um, if the problem keeps following you, you're it's probably, probably you. a big problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's wow. The, that's, <laughs> it's been said. Okay. Um, but anyway, so I think of that when you say that. But my, yeah. I think my point is more like if you are actually feeling like you're being fed and challenged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't feel like that, and yeah. that might be the case in some situations, right. you may not feel well, why, like you're Well, why being North fed Point worked for me is because there's a practical, uh, practical aspect to it, yes, right? It's that's very what pragmatic. Drew him the in. application part. Yeah, of and, and I wasn't, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't even say like I was getting a lot out of it, but there was always, and there's always like one thing, mm-hmm. like one nugget, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's my like takeaway. Hmm. Yeah. Every exactly. Sunday, we would talk about the sermon afterwards yeah. as we're walking to pick up the kids, yeah. you know, and I'd say, what do you think today? And he's like, he, he would always find that one thing that yeah. stuck out to him. And he, even if he didn't believe, yeah. you know, he always found something that was helpful and useful in life or in work mm-hmm. life, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the Bible's useful in real life, right? Absolutely. You don't even have to believe in everything, right, Mm -hmm. to find value Mm -hmm. in the wisdom that's there, right? Mm -hmm. So he maintained a very positive attitude from the beginning. Which is great. Yeah. And how long did that last? I mean, like, I'm not saying you weren't positive the whole time, but Mm. how long were you coming before, like, you started to make some steps towards... I don't know, challenging this belief? Okay, well, I'll, belief? I'll, yeah, I'll be honest, like uh, how this kind of came about, and I don't even know if, I, if I've if i told you this, but what it was is <laughs> Pastor Steve and Pastor Shane and some of their messages, they had made some like digs at atheists, right? Mm. And every time they do it, I'd be like, well, that was a cheap shot. Yeah. Because I was thinking. Or they're wrong, maybe? Would you feel no, that No, way? I no. I was just like, well, yeah, I thought that they were wrong. But right. I thought they were wrong in how they were assuming all atheists were mm-hmm. and how they were portraying atheists mm-hmm. in their sermon, I felt, was like not characteristic of where I was coming from. Right. So I felt like they were kind of setting up a straw man and taking a cheap shot. Yeah. And so it happened a few times, I think over the course of a year, okay. right? Where it, you know, it's not like they coordinated, oh, we're going to bag on atheists. It right. was just, it just happened that way. And so I, I emailed uh, Pastor Shane and I was like, hey, you know, I'd like to get together with you and, and talk through kind of your perspective on atheists because I want to represent the other side. Yeah. And so he was eager and we yeah. met for uh, breakfast or coffee, something like that. And he said, okay, well, you know, tell me a little bit about, about yourself. And at that point, it was like, yeah, I've been going to North Point for several years. We were even giving money to the church, right? Yeah. Because I'm like, yeah. it, my perspective was I don't go to a restaurant, eat and leave without paying. I'm not going to come here and have my kids. It was a business transaction. I mean, ultimately, it was a yeah. business mm-hmm. transaction. And it's a good way to put it, by the way. And and what For him, I did that's very much what it was. Well, right? how I how we even gave money at that time was it was based off of the value, just like you would give a bigger tip 
to someone that gave you better service. If I got more out of church that month versus the other month, the church got more more of my money. He's very honest. So (laughs) I was having this conversation with Shane and he's like, well, okay, let's talk about why you don't believe, mm. not not just why how we're portraying mm. atheists, but like, mm. why are you an atheist, mm. right? And then so I'd say, well, here's why. Mm. Well, let's unpack that a little bit. Mm. Have you thought about this? Mm. I was like, listen, if we're gonna do this, right, it's gonna have to be a two-way street, right? Got it. So if you're gonna challenge me on this and you're giving me this book to read, you're gonna read one of my books, right? And that's what we did. We did that book swap. Okay. And then we'd uh, swap books. It's an interesting we'd, book club that you guys were yeah, a part of. Yeah, <laughs> and then we'd, we'd uh, check in after a month, have another lunch, and we'd talk about what we learned. And it's like, okay, well, now for, for natural religion, I got this book. Here, read yeah. some David Hume. And then, yeah. you know, he would give yeah. me something. He'd give me C.S. Lewis, yes. right? Yes. So we would have this exchange. Yes. And then eventually um, there was an apologetics group that was starting up. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, hey, Will, you know, I think it would be good for you to check this out because yeah. it really is about, you know, kind, kind of faith-based arguments. And so I attended this group as a very open atheist. Yeah. I was like, yep, I'm Will and I'm an atheist just to let you guys all know, right? Well, but I'm, I'm glad you're here. But I'm <laughs> here to like, you know, have a dialogue yeah. and a discourse, right? And yeah. so everyone in the group was like, whoa, okay. we, we didn't think that yeah. was going to happen. But yeah. I think it was really a good conversation because it led to some really good dialogue. The books we were reading uh, throughout that group really unpacked a lot of things. Uh, but what it did is it forced me to then reevaluate all of those conclusions, mm. right? Just mm. like when you know we draw conclusions mm. as people, and sometimes you know time goes by and we just need to reevaluate them. And sometimes they're still true and they still mm. check out. And other times, wow, now my perspective's changing. Mm. So that was kind of the the initial uh, um, push that I needed to get me on this process of reevaluating my faith system. I quoted you today as a way Mm. to tell people what we were talking about. Um, And that quote was basically you kind of saying, because you talked about like having gone through this and at some point in time you just said, all right, if you are this God that leaves a 99 to save the one, then here I am. Yeah. Find me. Well, how I got to that position was, I was looking for like a logical argument that would convince me of God's existence. Mm -hmm. It was very cerebral. It was very Mm -hmm. academic, Mm -hmm. right? Because ultimately these are Mm -hmm. all things that we take by faith. I can't prove there is a God. I can't prove there's not a God. It's a faith system, right? Right. Um, But we have, you know, pieces of evidence that Mm -hmm. show themselves Mm -hmm. that that we have to extract meaning from, right? Mm -hmm. That, That feeds into how we believe about anything, right? right? Um, and so I was looking for, for that uh, component and I, and I was getting closer, but I, I just couldn't get there, mm-hmm. right? And then I realized, you know what? This isn't going to be one in my mind, right? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I'm not gonna be able to cross this bridge of uncertainty and of doubt by a logical argument because mm-hmm. it's just not, it's just mm-hmm. not there, right? Mm -hmm. The conclusive evidence I'm looking for that says, yep, it's black and white. It's so obvious. Here it is, right? I couldn't get there. And so that's when I just took a pause. I said, you know what? Here's the deal. God, if you're there, okay, your scripture says this, I'm calling you out on it, right? If you really say you're going to leave the 99 and go after the one, here I am, find me, good luck, right? And what happened in just the coming, I'd say probably coming days. It wasn't even like that was a, 
multi-year hmm. like project. It right. was just he jumped on it, and and then it became a completely emotional thing for me. And I'm not a very emotional I was person. Just gonna say, which is interesting that yeah. God would take that with yes. you. Because he had to. Because he had to. Because exactly I couldn't get out of here. Mm-hmm. And what it was is, hmm. and I still remember that moment hmm. to this day, hmm. right? Where wow. it was this weight, this burden, and it wow. was just just in my hmm. chest. And, and I'm thinking, what is this? Like, I don't like this feeling. Hmm. And what it was is it was just the burden of my sin that, hmm. you know, he was convicting me. Hmm. I said I was an emotional person. Okay. <laughs> but... That's what mm. did it. And I yeah. hit my knees and yeah. I started to cry and I, I like repented and I'm like, okay, mm. that's it, right? Mm. And since that day, mm. um, it hasn't been, faith mm. hasn't been a problem for me mm. at all because mm. I'm not looking at faith in the way that I used to assess mm. faith, right? Where I'm yeah. having to put these things together and form these arguments that make sense. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's okay that I don't yeah. know everything. Right. We're not supposed to. I mean, right? even you saying that, I think we're seeing like the real life story of Paul, like mm. right here. You know, you know the scales on your eyes yeah. falling oh, off in these. Moments. Yeah, if you want to talk about you know. that, I mean, if it literally happened for Paul, it figuratively happened yeah. for me, right? Yeah. But it was def- it was a broken heart. Yeah. I felt that what drove me to my knees was a broken heart. Yeah. And what's amazing, too, is if we go back to that 16, 17-year-old, mm. what we actually saw the change happen for you was mm. you actually met somebody yeah. who said, let's challenge this. Let's yes. do this. Let's mm-hmm. have this conversation. How many years right. did you wait to experience that? But that's actually all you needed even at mm-hmm. 16. That's mm-hmm. all I needed. Mm-hmm. You just needed yeah. someone to, to meet you in that place of saying, let's ask these questions together. Yeah. Let's dig in deep. We will find the answer. Mm. We know where we need to go right. for it. Let's but meanwhile, go there I had a wife that wasn't that wasn't after me and nagging me. Yeah, go no, to wait, church. Go what, to what church. Are, what are you thinking in the midst of all? So, yeah. were you guys doing apologetics together? No, he did, did it on his own. He did it on his own. So, with how he described himself, very academic, yes. right, and very very into. He would watch YouTube videos on atheism and arguments for atheism. And I knew in myself that I, I couldn't argue it. (laughs) You know, I had faith. Yes. And until he experienced that himself, he wasn't going to change his mind. Right. And so as I prayed to God, what, Hmm. what do I do? What do Hmm. I say? Cause I didn't know where to start. Um, and God told me just be quiet. Hmm. just be quiet mm-hmm. and let me do the work mm-hmm. over and over again. Mm-hmm. I heard that and that's what I did. I was obedient. Yeah. yeah. And um, no amount of pressure hmm. or insight to yeah. him from me would have made any difference. It yeah. would have pushed him farther away yeah. like that 16-year-old kid. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, if you're asked, <laughs> here you are, Nicole, asked by God to stay quiet and let him fight for you. Um, but how do you do that and remain faithful? Mm. Yeah, I guess I just, on a very basic level, 
I never set an expectation for him. And that's the main problem that I see with a lot of these women from church who have yes. spoken to. Yeah. Um, Pastor Steve sent a few my way and um, just women who have been in my situation who yeah. are unequally yoked. Yeah. And the biggest thing that I see from most of these women is that they have expectations of their husbands or of their spouse that's um, because some some of them are husbands yes. waiting on their wife to get on board. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. if you're setting an expectation for your spouse hmm. to be at a certain level, whether it's your level or not, you're going to end up disappointed. Yeah. You just are. Yeah. And I never set that expectation for him. Hmm. And so I think that's what helped feed my faith and carry me through because I really was relying on my faith. I was going to say, how much did you grow during this time? Oh, so much, so much. So um, I stopped working in 2017 um, due to health issues, and um, mostly because he kept telling me, just come home, Mm -hmm. just come home, let's get you healthy. And during that time, I was able to attend mom to mom, mm. which I'd never been able to do mm-hmm. here. I wasn't able, I, I didn't feel like I had the time to get connected to a small group. Right. Because if I wasn't working, I was taking care of my kids. Right. If and I wasn't you feel taking like care more of my time kids, you I was take working. away from the house. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Like I just, I clean and shop on yes. weekends, mm-hmm. you know. It's just enough time to get. Yeah. And then, you, and then you know, there was our relationship and, yeah. and she's trying to manage all of yes. that. Like if I take yeah. away from here, then I'm taking away from him right. and then I'm taking away from right. them. And, you know, it, uh, yeah, it's a tough, wow. tough spot to be so in. So after joining Mom to Mom and sort of getting, uh, the first Bible study we did in Mom to Mom after I signed up was Priscilla Shire. And she's like, go get it in every one of her, her Bible studies. And it's what I needed at the time. God knew that. Um, but that, that continued to grow my faith Mm -hmm. and I got stronger and stronger as he came along. Yeah. You know, I was going to say, you know, I, I, I I had said to you guys before, I understand this. My, my husband didn't want to come to church or didn't, Mm. I mean, a little different in that he didn't really want to come and he came and did kind of the motions, went to the motions, kind of a little more like your grandfather situation. Um, and I agree, there is this expectation. And it's hard. It's hard to swallow the expectation. It's hard mm-hmm. to kind of, I, I guess the word I want to use is suppress because you do, you hope, you want yes. for yes. Um, a better a better life. You know yes. that there is something better. Because but in setting your, that expectation, you're not giving your faith. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but you're also focusing on the wrong thing was mm-hmm. the thing that I was going to say. Because mm-hmm. I really feel like once you stop heavily focusing on the other person, which is actually very hard because in marriage you are really thinking about the other person at all times, right? Or in that parenthood, a, yeah, in parenthood, right? Great example, yes. yeah. Your but you, kids, you ever bring your... somebody to church and you're sitting there right. going, "Oh man, I hope they're getting something out of this." <laughs> oh, oh my god, oh, that one's totally for them. <laughs> I'll oh, squeeze I in their hand when 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 you're like, "That's you." Yeah, that's it's those moments. But it's the moment that you take that focus off and you go, there's actually something for me to learn and grow. What is God teaching you through that? Is He teaching you? to let go of your control? Yeah. Is he teaching you mm-hmm. patience for your spouse to come along? Is he teaching you grace that right. you need to be giving your spouse? Because right. there's a season that you're in together, individually, mm-hmm. but together. 
And there's growth happening that God's right. working on with you. And there's growth happening that God is working on for you. And for, for one of you guys to miss it means you miss, you kind of miss the mark in the end, right? Because right. in the end, this landing spot for the two of you is what? What's it look like now? Well, what it looks like now is like we prayed together as a couple before we got here. Uh, what it looks like now is when I'm stressed out at work and she comes in and she sees it, she says, stop what you're doing, let's pray, right? And now I'm working from home remotely and so we mm -hmm. could do that kind of thing. But even outside of that, it was, I came home, you know, this is what's going on. Okay, well, let's pray. So now I have a partner, mm -hmm. right, in faith. And now I'm like running stuff by her, things I'm learning. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, that's interesting. You know, I'm learning about this. <laughs> and it almost just becomes this completely different uh, component to our relationship that truly is drawing us closer together. Yeah. Because when we reach that wall that we both can't get through, like yeah. how do we reach our child or how do we deal yeah. with this situation that we have no control over yeah. but is completely impacting our lives, yeah. it's like we go through that together because we are seeking the same source, right? Yes. And we have the same um, hope in yes. Jesus that regardless of yeah. what we think or how this may look, that all things will come together for those who are in Christ Jesus. And that's that's the, the truth that we now share. Whereas before she had her her process. <laughs> I had my process, right? We dealt with yeah, and it things differently. It wasn't like you guys were fighting necessarily. No, it sounds like you guys yeah. were kind of like, all right, you do your thing. I do my thing. We kind of do this thing. Yeah. I did my yeah. thing and waited for him to come along. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but am I right in okay. saying this is probably better? This turned out by you just listening to the Lord's prompting. Absolutely. I am almost going to say, I'll, I'll, I won't take the words. You'll have to say them yourself, but I'm going to say this probably turned out so far so much more better than you would have imagined and yes. so much quicker. So much quicker. It might not have imagined. ever happened if she had taken the opposite approach. Like, mm. why aren't you going to church? Mm. You need Jesus. Say that again. You know? it, might, it might not have ever happened. Can you say that one more Yeah, time? it might not have ever happened because I would have just been so resistant, right? Because I would have felt like I wasn't good enough and I needed to change mm. and somehow this ancient text with this like, mm -hmm. you know, mystical religion was going mm -hmm. to be the answer. It's mm -hmm. like, I'm not a drug act. I have a good job. I'm a good provider. I love my family, right? I'm faithful to my mm -hmm. wife. Like, what else do you want, right? right? That would right. have been my perspective. Yes. And I never once felt pressured. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know if... There mm -hmm. was very little that I ever mentioned to him about God or... Yeah, I had no clue I mean, she was developing this relationship with God. She mm -hmm. never said anything, The right? only thing I ever... When I started to see changes in him... Mm -hmm. Um, because I did, I saw them little by little and mm -hmm. I did not mention them one bit. Were you like it's almost, inside? Like, oh my gosh, I'm Yes, so <laughs> absolutely. And, and you praise hmm. God for those hmm. small victories yes, that you see, it, it, right? Because in the end, because you kind of took the step back, right? Who get the, who got the glory? Yes. I mean, oh, ultimately, totally God. Yes. God, right? He mm -hmm. became yeah. the hero. And so as I saw some of these small things happening, I would just, you know, praise God for them silently. But then I started once in a while to point out to him, like at one point he got a raise at work mm. and it was, my car just took a dive mm. and we had to buy another car and we yeah. could not afford a car payment mm. where we were in our debt situation. And he ended up getting a raise at work that covered 
to the T the amount that we needed for that car payment. And I, I said something to the effect of, well, if you didn't think God was real now, I mean, that now is the time. She would do right? stuff like you know, that. Just yeah. sort of passively yeah. putting it out in, there in to maybe make a him, playful way. In yes, a playful way. to make him start thinking about yeah. it and, and mm. just yeah. recognizing yeah. those moments that yeah. this is not a coincidence. Right. Mm. There are no coincidences. Wow. You know, and, and he, I think he even responded back, yeah, I mean, wow. maybe, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. well, we're going a little over time, but I'm, I'm going to just say this. Even just sitting here talking with the two of you, this is not going to be our last conversation. We're going to talk again because okay. I think there's a lot of areas we didn't even hit. We were talking a lot before we even yeah, started. Yeah. And I just know there's a lot more to even unpack here. And mm-hmm. I think it's just a perfect example of what it means like to do life and have some doubts. Mm-hmm. What it means like uh, to, to live, to be in a marriage where things maybe are not ideal at certain times. Mm-hmm. And the decisions you both have to make in that marriage to see it be the way God designed it to be. Yeah. Um, and how you kind of intentionally do that. So I really I want to dig in more sure. with yeah. you guys. Hopefully yeah. Nicole will. Sure. Yeah, we'll come absolutely. Back. Yes. Right. Okay, excited. Anyway, we're going to land the plane for today. Uh, we're going to hear more. I'm gonna, we're going to set a time to, to do this again with Will and Nicole. If you didn't see, I'm wearing the Real Deal sweatshirt. So if you want to get one of these, these are great because these might start some conversation. You just kind of never know. What's the shirt about? You know, we would probably ask. I have a feeling he definitely would be the guy that would ask. I didn't even know we had shirts now. I'm like, why didn't I get a shirt? Did you there get you a go. shirt? They're going to get shirts before they leave today. Oh, okay. that's right. Yeah. We'll wear them on the next one. There, yeah. there you go. We we'll, planted we'll always, that seed well. We'll all be sporting our real deal shirts. We're so glad that you guys have joined us. I'm going to drop links. Even the link to, uh, you gave part of this testimony yeah. a couple years back. I'll even yeah. drop that link in there so they can actually oh, cool. watch that. Um, as well as some other some other helpful links that might be there for you guys. And we'll see you guys next week. Oh, we'll actually see you on Sunday. Have a good one. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks. Thanks for joining us this week for Midweek Live. Be sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and follow us on social media at NPCC Fresno.